and welcome to another episode of Alcoholitics. I am your host, Tori Myers. I'm joined by my co-host, Katrina Myers. Katrina, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Um, before we get started, we're going to just uh, say up front, um, we are going to be doing bonus episodes uh, after the election results. Um, we're going to try to do episodes after those. Um, so we this is our post-South Carolina episode, but it's actually the regular episode because, you know, we didn't do one after the debate. Um, but we're going to be doing one after Super Tuesday and hopefully beyond as well. We're going to see how that goes. Um, before we get started, um, literally this just happened and we're going to touch on it later, but like literally we did just broke, uh, that, uh, Pete Buttigieg is dropping out of the race. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was campaigning in Georgia, like today, today, yeah. <laughs> um, what the what the what how what how did you react to that what when you saw that i was shocked i was definitely shocked but like i said to you earlier he's out of all the candidates who were definitely not gonna win the primary he was doing the best yeah so i think this is very shocking yeah um he won uh, Iowa. He won. He yeah. got he second place. Won a contest. Second place, same number of delegates as the winner in New Hampshire. Yeah. So it's it's crazy that he didn't stay in through Super Tuesday, but I think it was a it seems to have been I think a selfless decision, um, to, realizing he is not going to win, and believing he needs to do this for the sake of the party and the country. Because yeah. really, I don't see any other. Uh, reason for it. Right. What do you think? What was your reaction? I mean, I was, I was dumbfounded. Literally, like, <laughs> I, I think I screamed over and over again, whoa, Pete's out, Pete's out, whoa, Pete's out. Um, I didn't see it coming, and I, I legit was, I, I, I did, it, it didn't, to me, make sense that he is the one to leave. Yeah. Unless he looks at it in a way, like you said, that's in a selfless way. Now, I will say I have been a pretty big critic of Pete Buttigieg. I like Pete Buttigieg, but I don't like Pete Buttigieg, if that makes sense. Um, But I do think that this is him knowing I'm not going to get the nomination and... People shouldn't waste their time on me or waste their vote on me when I'm not going to get the nomination. I don't want to play a role in being a spoiler and having someone get the nomination because people were going for me even though I had no, like, viable way to get to the nomination. Yeah. I, I think that's what it is. And and kudos to Pete for being like, uh, no, I'm not going to let that be what's going on with me. Um so that's, we've been saying we want people gone, and yeah, I mean, he stepped up. Yeah. So that's 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 definitely interesting, and we're going to see how that plays through. Uh, we're going to touch on that again a little bit later. Um, but before we start, um, Final Destination, we watched four or five of them. Yep. Uh, or as you call them, Final Fantasy. Um, what... <laughs> What do you think of these movies, man? They're not very good. What? You don't think they're good? No. What part of this uh, 
death being a Rube Goldberg style <laughs> mass murderer do, are you not into? I feel like that the whole concept, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. We still have one more to watch. Do you still want to watch that one? Sure. Wow, that doesn't sound... <laughs> That's not a ringing endorsement. No, it seems like I'm forcing you to watch When these. When things aren't on streaming services, I don't really... Right, it makes it harder. ...care to watch them. Right. Yeah, that definitely makes it harder. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we're not going to give spoilers on this. I don't give a shit about giving spoilers on Final, De- uh, Final Destination, but we're not going to give spoilers on Love is Blind. <laughs> but we were so ahead of the game, right? But we were, one, yes, we were fucking ahead of the game. Now, a lot of people that I talk to uh, watch Love is Blind, and I love it. I literally just want everybody, if you're watching Love is Blind, please, no matter what time of day, text me about it <laughs> so I can, like, re- I relish in it. I relish in what other people think of this straight-up batshit banana show. And catch up fast, because this Thursday, I believe, is the reunion episode. Yeah. So they are going to reunite all of these people again. <laughs> and I'm so excited for it. So fucking make sure, make sure you get caught up so you can see that shit. It's going to be amazing. Um, oh, God, that show's so good. Uh, I, I think I've found that I am, like, very susceptible to whatever trash Netflix tells me to watch. Yeah. Like... For sure. I am excited for when they do The Circle again. Um, I'm hoping for Love is Blind 2 as quickly as possible. There's no way they don't do that. Yeah. The Love is Blind 2, Too Fast, Too Furious is going to be amazing. And I'm, I'm fucking just ready for it. Um... I'm excited to see what other dumb game, whatever dumb game shows they make up. Um, like I'm, I'm in. I'm straight up in on all of their nonsense. So, congrats, Netflix. You hooked me. I'm an idiot now, and I really wanna, I wanna see all of it. Um, do you want to get into the show? Yeah. Okay. So, um, I know that it probably seems like it happened six years ago, but there was a debate. Um, uh, previously on was it Tuesday? I don't remember what the day was. Tuesday. Um, in South Carolina, mm-hmm. um, it had all of your favorite friends and Mike Bloomberg, and, and Tom Steyer back. Tom Steyer was back on the stage. That plaid tie, we c- just couldn't keep that away. So the the net worth of that stage was just straight up bananas. <laughs> if if something happened there, the economies of, <laughs> of a lot of countries would be kind of fun. Um, so, let's start with how great the moderators and the crowd was at the debate. Do you want to go? No, you go ahead. The mo- okay. <laughs> um, it was moderated, it was CBS News that did this. Um, moderated unbelievably poorly. Yeah. I thought the questions were all framed in, like, weird right-wing ways. They were also, like, just not enforcing any rules. Nope. Except, unless you ask Joe Biden, they weren't enforcing any rules. Um, The crowd seemed to just be able to, like, cheer, do whatever. Like, it was was not a... (laughs) It was not a good debate environment. 
No. No, it was a shit show. Yeah. And it, and it, show. you can see from the look of it, it was bad. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a bad debate for the blue team. Yeah. Like, it didn't look good going out of that. If someone were to watch that going, I'm not sure who I'd like to vote for, whether it be Trump or one of these people. Let's see what they have to offer. I can't imagine they stayed for that whole thing. Mm. I wouldn't. I didn't want to. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, you don't want to for, like, any of them. Right. You're like, you're already checked out, I think. (laughs) When it comes to debates, you're like, I don't need this. Yeah. I don't need to ha- I don't need to see this the same Medicare for all discussion over and over again. This was a nightmare. This has been a nightmare. <laughs> I'm breaking emotionally. Oh god. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh no. Um so it really seemed like Gail King is a Bloomberg fan. It seemed like Gail King fucking loved Mike Bloomberg. <laughs> One of the questions It was what- it was about his uh Soda ban, right? Yeah, this, yeah his soda ban, uh, how, you know, you can't have big old sodas in New York now. Um, which, you know, I it's fine. Um, but uh, he said something, she said something that clearly was framed in... What happened to life expectancy after that? I, I, and I, I don't think they... The, here's the thing, the, the, they did this, but the moderators didn't have any, like statistics to push back on anything no they never pushed back on anybody's answer especially mike bloomberg's like when he said he didn't tell that woman to get an abortion right Uh, it was pushed back on elizabeth warren yeah like that's a where'd you get that from elizabeth that's a pretty tough charge elizabeth where where are your facts on that like literally she said uh gail king said or um we're going to talk about that in our next segment before i leave you are New Yorkers living longer because of your policies? A question to Mike Bloomberg. His answer, there's no question about that. Gail King, all right. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, that's, the, she had, like, what, how, that is literally just like, all right, Mike, we put that ball on the tee. You go ahead and swing away, buddy. Yeah. Like, that's like, at like, hey, Joe. Didn't he say specifically life expectancy went up three he said, years or He something? did, he said, um... Before I left life expectancy in New York City had grown by three years during our 12 years in office, such that when I left, it was three years greater than the national average. Hmm. So she literally set him up with that. That was crazy. It, it was like, here you go. Here you go. Go ahead and take this question and just pummel it. You got this. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I thought that was, I thought that was fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, that was, that to me was like a big moment where I'm like, that's a, that's a big red flag in this. Oh, yeah. Like, no, like, you don't, that's, that's literally setting someone up for, like, success. Mm -hmm. And that's not what this debate is about. Because they didn't do it to any of the other candidates. Yeah. Like, they weren't, like. supposed to help them. They didn't go, hey, Elizabeth, you created the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. How cool is that? (laughs) Like, that was the level of question that was to Mike Bloomberg. Um. Unluckily for him, Elizabeth Warren was still on that stage and um, saw him, so it was on and game time for her. Um, but let's go uh, really quickly. One of the biggest problems was the unintelligible yelling. Yeah. There were numerous moments in this debate where everyone was just screaming or yelling or talking over each other and 
not at any point saying anything that could be understood, except for the phrase, let's talk about math. Mm. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> I heard over and over again, like, just, let's talk about the math. Let's talk about it. Math? Math. Let's talk about it. Andrew Yang was losing his mind. <laughs> He's like, what are you talking about, guys? You guys don't get to talk about math. I'm not up there anymore. Um, what did you think of the, the constant um, yelling over each other? And It was awful. Yeah. It was awful. Looked bad, right? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look good for anybody. <laughs> I just, but that was the poor moderation we had. Yeah. Like, everybody's desperate at this point, right. so they're not being polite. And moderators need to step in and shut the fuck everybody up. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it was and I don't cringy care about, and, and just awful to watch. Right. I don't really care about the politeness level of the... I, I care about the fact that when that's happening, no facts can bleed through. Yeah. No facts can be yearned um, by... Seven people on a stage screaming at the same time, and the only word that you can hear is math. <laughs> like, no math was done. Um, couldn't. Uh, in fact, I wanted to <laughs> read real quick um, what I see here uh, that has Sanders. No, no. Well, let's talk about math. Buttigieg. Because let's talk about what it add up, adds up to. Sanders. Let's talk about math. Buttigieg, let's talk about math. Indeed. Okay, so here's the math. Sanders, if we do nothing is what? Buttigieg, no, here's the math. <laughs> that was a legitimate thing that happened. Right in the beginning. And, and that was be, early on, wasn't let's it? Let's, like, be clear. I read that, like, piece by piece. That was all happening at one time. Imagine yeah. all of those statements just smushed in one sandwich altogether. Yeah. Yep. It was... Just straight up dumb. Um, that was really, really bad. Uh, Joe Biden, who, and we're going to get to this a little bit later because we're going to talk about who we did, thought did well, who didn't. I thought he, I thought he had the night that he needed to have. I thought that he had a, I personally said he had a, I thought he had a really good night. Except when he kept doing this one thing, which was. Which he's done in every single fucking debate. Right, but this one, it was like. On a higher level, that was just bananas. Um, Joe Biden complains about not getting enough time and not getting the time that others get and others going over time. And he never sounded more like an old man just screaming about time than he's he did This is the same as he sounded in every single debate. I disagree. Mm. And South Carolina apparently disagreed as well. But... Um, like, he literally, in this one, he seemed to, like, just keep picking at the moderators about his time, saying, why why are you telling me to stop when everybody else stops? Uh, everyone else doesn't stop. I don't have to stop. You know, I'm gonna talk. You you can't, you can't stop me from talking. You're not stopping anybody else. I'm gonna talk. (laughs) Like, there's just this old man on stage yelling as loudly as he possibly can, uh, that he deserves as much time as everybody, which, again, I thought that before, because I think that I think that started a little bit later, right? Like I think in the beginning he wasn't do, in the beginning of the debate he wasn't really doing that as much, but then you saw like a moment where he because he knows that he knew that this is 
my make or break. If I don't do well in South Carolina, I am straight up fucked. And there's no reasoning why anyone should trust that I can win this nomination. And he seemed to be strong going in the beginning. And then something happened where he seemed like, I guess maybe he thought the limelight was gone from him. And it was because the debate moderators weren't giving him the time they were giving others. Um, so he started to kind of lose his cool. There's no difference in the amount of time anyone is given. They just keep well, talking. I, I, don't, I don't know. That. No, the other candidates just keep talking and they don't care. Joe Biden stops talking and complains about being stopped. That's what the difference is. Nobody else mentions that they're stopping them. They just keep talking. Right. But he doesn't do that. And he's at every single debate. Every single debate. He's yeah. done that. He's like, oh, my time is up. I have to stop. No one else ever says that. They I know. That's the part that I find crazy that he just says that out loud. And I'm going to do the oh, time. <laughs> like, that's a weird way to debate. Yeah. That's a really weird way to do it. It's going to look great versus Donald Trump. Finish your fucking point, man. Yeah. Finish your fucking point. He's, how many times have we done this? Like seven or eight at this, this point? This is the 10th, I think. Oh my God. <laughs> and he won't stop. So this is what our presidential general debates are going to look like if he's our candidate. Trump is going to keep talking as much as he wants to. And Joe Biden's going to be like, oh, sorry, done. Can't keep talking anymore. Like, ugh. Um... While I pull, I just wanted to pull up, yes, this was the 10th Democratic debate. The 11th is scheduled for March 15th, um, so we get a good... Wait, there are only supposed to be 12, so that doesn't mean there are only two more? There, It seems to me, like, I see 11 that are scheduled. Um, I don't see the 12th scheduled. So the 11th will be this next one on March 15th. Right, um, right maybe they're just not scheduled. It'd yet. be very good if we took a break. <laughs> I, d- is... I know that when they announced the debates, there were 12. There were supposed to be 12, so. Mm-hmm. Um, I did want to point out, um, when it comes to words spoken for candidates, um, this is from 538, um, the person who spoke the most words, Joe Biden. Uh, unfortunately, the ironic thing is that most of the words were about not having enough time to say the most words. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, we also, so we, in this debate, we had attacks, um, galore. Um, it wasn't, I mean, it seemed like people saw the Elizabeth Warren route of, holy shit, if you eviscerate somebody, your polling numbers go up (laughs) and they seem to try that, but not like a, not like a laser focus like she did on Bloomberg. They seem to go at everybody. But I did want to start uh, first start with um, Elizabeth Warren's attack on uh, Bernie Sanders. Um, she did want to make her case against Bernie Sanders while seemingly also not alienating the progressives that support him because she wants that progressive support as well. Um, it looks like she's like vying for people who were with someone else and then went to Bernie. I think she's trying to get those people to uh, come to her side. I just wanted to read um, her uh, her words from it. Uh, so, so look, the way I see this is that Bernie is winning right now because the Democratic Party is a progressive party and progressive ideas are popular ideas. Even if there are a lot of people on the stage who don't want to say so. So, kind of taking a shot at everybody else. Yeah. Um... You know, but Bernie and I agree on a lot of things, but I think I would make a better president than Bernie. And the reason for that... She's right. 
<laughs> Hang on. And the reason for that, uh, getting a pro- uh, progressive agenda enacted is going to be really hard, and it's going to take someone who digs into details to make it happen. Bernie and I both wanted to help rein in Wall Street. In 2008, we both got our chance. But I dug in, I fought the big banks, I built the coalitions, and I won. Bernie and I both want to see universal health care. But Bernie's plan doesn't explain how to get there, doesn't show how we're going to get enough allies in it, uh, and doesn't show enough about how we're going to pay for it. I dug in, I did the work, and then Bernie's team trashed me for it. We need a president who's going to dig in, do the hard work, and actually get it done. Progressives have got one shot, one opportunity, to seize everything they ever wanted. One moment. Will they capture it? Or will they just... <laughs> I was really wondering when you were going to... Like, you seem to be like, okay, he's not reading that quote. Um, so that was her distinction against Bernie Sanders, Right. And that seemed to me to be the only time she really took a real swing at him. And it really was like more of a, like, look, I get that you, here's why he's winning. Because we're a progressive party. And I just think I'm a more, uh, I'm a progressive who can actually get stuff done. And he leaves a lot out on the table that doesn't, that isn't likely to get done. And he doesn't have plans to get done. What did you think of that attack? I thought it was accurate, but who? I don't really think there's anybody who it convinces, because I don't know that anybody cares. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I mean, Elizabeth has had plans from the start, yeah. detailed, extensive plans that show how she's going to get things done, and nobody's cared. They don't want to know the details. They don't care about the details. They just want this old man to yell at them and tell oh, them how geez. it's going to get done. Don't, 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 Bernie, Bernie supporters, you have a home at this podcast. Please do Do not. you? Yes, you do. <laughs> do not, do not get us trashed on Twitter. <laughs> like, uh-huh. like, let's be cool. Don't get us trashed on Twitter. We love it. I have a rose in my name, too. I don't. Um, I, I think. Um, a rose? The Bernie supporters have a rose in their in their Twitter in their Twitter name. Why? On to show support for Bernie. Uh, What's a rose? Yang Gangers had um, a blue hat, which was pretty fucking cool. What's a rose have to do with Bernie Sanders? Look, I don't know or care. I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm just saying that's what it is. Like, please be cool and stop making me sound like I'm saying bad things about this guy. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm going to get a bunch of, like, mean tweets at me, and I'm trying to, like, be cool about this shit. Um, anyway. But I do I do think that that's what, I, I think that, that that's what her specifics are for Bernie. I think she's, like, showing a lot of deference in her attacks to uh, on Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. Like, saying, like, look, we both want a progressive agenda. He's just not going to actually have a plan to pass that a progressive agenda especially with him not supporting to get rid of the filibuster right like he li- like she she points out numerous but then, times like the that was the annoying thing the moderators didn't like push back on that at all yeah which they should have it yeah. should have gone to bernie he should have had a response to it but he didn't yes, I, I did. and like there was no I, pushback i would like to see because his his claim to fame is i'm gonna bring a lot of people why the fuck wouldn't he want the filibuster gone like i don't this revolutionary it's like oh let's keep this arcanine thing around i don't understand and i don't understand yeah yeah arcanine is a pokemon (laughs) 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 
Oh man. Oh god. I'm like, wait a second. I'm pretty sure I know what an Arcanine is, and it's a dog that shoots fire. I'm like pretty sure I know what that is. This is what happens. I'd want to keep the Arcanine around if I were him. Have me drinking champagne on a Sunday evening. Sorry. (laughs) We're having mimosas and they're delicious, guys. Yeah. Fucking delish. Um, But like, that's something that should require a response yes. that we didn't get one. Yeah. I, I I do think that, like, his plan for... Again, like I said, his claim to fame is, like, I'm going to bring a bunch of people into the fold. I'm going to bring a lot of new people in, and there's going to be a big wave of support. But that's not happening in the primaries. Agreed. Agreed. So I think it's, a gen, I think it's genuinely okay to question... Well, how do you plan on getting your progressive agenda passed if you're still going to make it so that 60 votes are needed in the Senate to get anything done? Like, are you going to just um, govern on executive order? And if so, doesn't that set a, like, isn't that not a great way to govern? Isn't that, like, slowly eroding, like, what it is to have a Congress and a check on the, like, what, how is that okay? Is that okay in your mind? I would think no. Um, for him, I would really think that that's not something he would want. Um, but I don't think he has that answer or hasn't been willing to be upfront about it or hasn't been challenged on it to have to have an answer for it. But that's something that needs an answer. How do you plan on getting this stuff done? Like Joe Biden has an answer, whether we like it or not. He's like, "Oh well, I'm gonna get to, I'm gonna get the Republicans to work across the aisle to get stuff done." Well, no, you can't say Joe Biden has an answer. That's what is that's like, his has, answer. But it's but a then bad Bernie answer. Sanders' answer is people are gonna come out and vote and we'll win the Senate. That's but that's equally but, but, no, no, no. that's equally no. as unlikely to happen no, as Joe Biden's plan. But, no, no, but here's the problem with that: he doesn't have to. And you can look at and look and look within the state of Virginia right now. They have a democratic. Uh, they have a democratic how how uh, state house, state senate, and a democratic governor. They failed to get gun legislation passed through because they couldn't get enough Democrats to support it. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I'm saying. Joe Biden's answer is I'm going to work with the other side and co- we'll compromise and get something done together. So that's saying that both sides are going to work on something and agree on something. Bernie Sanders saying we're going to get people to. With, uh, vote for Democrats doesn't still doesn't work as an answer because you still have to get those Democrats to support your agenda. Which see, is the, I don't think Biden's answer works as an answer either because it's it not it's going a bad to answer, fucking happen. It's a just see, as much as Bernie's answer it, isn't going to happen. <laughs> Biden's is not going to happen either. That's not they're what, both no, no, answers. They're both is, terrible answers. The problem isn't that it's not going to happen. It's that it doesn't actually address what the problem Neither is. Neither does Biden. Yes, it does. Again, it addresses the root problem. It's not a good answer because the, the, the behavior root- of the behavior of the Republican Party has shown that they have not been uh, willing to do that kind of thing. But that answer, if, if true, does address the problem. Just because you get more Democrats elected doesn't mean that you get the... The, the more progressive legislation passed through because you still have Democrats that might not support it. Like, that, those two are different. See, they're, but they're Biden... different. Okay, Biden's thing is he's going to get the public option through. Yeah. That already failed with Democrats alone. hmm And now Biden's plan is get Republicans on board? Yeah. 
the drug. It's the okay. exact same thing that failed. That failed with just the Democrats. So getting Republicans on board doesn't make it more likely to happen. Again, it. I agree that it is not a good answer. That is not what the argument is. The argument is: Does it actually address the like? Neither I, do. Neither <laughs> do. You're okay. You're just wrong. But okay. Okay. <laughs> um. Let's move on to something we agree about. <laughs> that was fun. I didn't think that was going to come up. I didn't think that fight was going to happen. Um, let's move on to something we agree about, which is another attack that Elizabeth Warren uh, made on Mike Bloomberg. She was able to get the um, she was able to get the NDAs back into the conversation um, by telling her uh, story regarding. Um, how when she was, uh, when she, uh, when she was pregnant, uh, and working, um, and she kind of brought it back into this, uh, um, roundabout way to get to something that Mike Bloomberg had allegedly said. Um, I'm going to read something in here. Uh, the principal wished me luck and gave me, uh, gave my job to someone else. Um, pregnancy discrimination, you bet. But I was 21 years old. I didn't have a union to protect me and I didn't have any federal law on my side. So I packed up my stuff and went home. At least I didn't have a boss who told me, uh, who said to me, kill it the way Mike, Blo- uh, sorry, the way Mayor Bloomberg is alleged to have said. Um, that is a quote that, um, is alleged for Mayor Bloomberg. Now, to be fair, he has denied that quote. I would deny that quote, too, because it sounds real bad. Um, but uh, that was, I think, another case of Elizabeth Warren going at this idea of Mike Bloomberg as a as a, another option is incredibly risky. Uh, putting him up as the Democratic nom- uh, nominee would be incredibly risky. He is not prepared. He is... Not the kind of person that we want to to be the nominee, and it will suppress Democratic turnout. How did you feel about um, the attacks for uh, from Warren to Bloomberg? I mean, I, I after the last showing, it kind of felt unnecessary. <laughs> A little bit like, uh, I mean, I don't know how. I don't know how any what effect her last attacks had on him because it was less than like a week before. Right. <laughs> um, but it felt like he was beaten down to the point where he should have been kind of irrelevant. Um, but she was, she and the moderators were almost, I think, elevating him to a position of more relevance. Okay. You know? I don't take it that way. I look at it in a way that she... Because she seems to be, like, laser-focused on Mike Bloomberg during these debates. Mm-hmm. She doesn't seem to have that much ire for, like, anyone else. Though, the debate previously when she, like, <laughs> took took her time to roast everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, See, I she still of... spends most of her time on Mike Bloomberg. I think that's her trying to show the Democratic voter, that's Donald Trump. This is what I can do. Mm-hmm. This is what you want on that stage at that time. Right. I will roast him. That's definitely what she did in the previous debate. You don't think she did it again one. this one? I don't know. I just don't, like... I don't know. I kind of think she doesn't attack Biden and Bernie so much because she realizes that they're going to be... One of them will be our nominee. And she 
is actually very concerned about not um, giving more ammunition for the the right right. to attack them on, which I think is a good thing. So I think it was... I don't... I think she recognizes that having Bloomberg as our nominee would be a disaster, and that's kind of why she focuses on him. Mm -hmm. But I might be placing my own kind of ideals on her because yeah. I, I like her so much Fair. that I think she's like concerned about the party and won't attack Bernie Sanders as much as the others because she does probably recognize that stats are likely that he could be our nominee. So see, I, and I'm, I do like her as well, but I, I think that she looks at it in a purely political sense of if I, I can't attack the, the progressive front runner because I am a progressive, I'm trying to stay in that lane and if I go around trashing him, that does not bode well for me. Um, and with Mike Bloomberg on the stage, I have the ability to show the American people I can beat down a pompous billionaire into dust um, and smile while doing it. <laughs> um, like, I, I do think that that is, that is what... I, personally, for me, I'm looking at it, I think she's doing it in like a purely political sense. And... In some sense, it's paid off. Um, polling has shown um, her going to second nationally in some polls. Um, her California numbers starting to are starting to tick up. Um, now it doesn't help after the South Carolina uh, debacle for her, but we'll get we'll touch on that a little bit later. Um, but I, I think that I personally look at it as like a a concerted effort um, politically to show why she should be there and what. She brings to the table. But we'll see. Um, moving on to another attack. We're going to go with Pete Buttigieg attacking um, Mike Bloomberg on Stop and Frisk. Seems like everybody attacked Bloomberg on Stop and Frisk because, holy shit, that's really easy. Um, Except the moderators who let him just say he never said anything about redlining and move on. <laughs> yeah, but that was Stop and Frisk. Right, right. <laughs> that was another weird racist thing he did. Um... um so talking about um, Mayor, uh, sorry, talking about Mayor Bloomberg's uh, stop and frisk policy, Gail King asked, Mayor Buttigieg, Mayor to Mayor, Mayor to Mayor, you've certainly had your issues with the black community as well. Do you think New York City's implementation of stop and frisk was racist? Um, Buttigieg answers, yes, in effect it was, because it was about profiling people based on their race, and the mayor even said that they disproportionately stopped white people too often and minorities too little. And I'm not here to score points, I come at this with a great deal of humility, because we have a lot of issues, especially when it comes to racial justice and policing in my own community. And I ha- and I come to this with some humility because I'm conscious of the fact that there are seven white people on this stage talking about racial justice. None of us... None of us have the experience, the lived experience of, for example, walking down the street or in a mall and feeling eye, uh, feeling feeling eyes on us, regarding us as dangerous without knowing the first thing about us just because of the color of our skin. None of us have the experience that black women have, um, uh, sorry, that have black women have had that drives their maternal m- mortality gap. Uh, that we are all rightly horrified by of going into a doctor and being less likely to have your description of pain be be believed because of your race. Since we don't have the experience, the next best thing we can do is actually listen to those who do. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really good answer. Yeah, I agree. Um, I personally uh, saw him as when he got questions on race. I thought that he floundered him. I, I don't. It's I think, nice when there's somebody on the stage who's 
worse than you on race. <laughs> right? Right. But, I think that helped. But regardless, that was a comprehensive answer. Yeah. Like, that was a really good answer. It, it, it was able to uh, empathize and, uh, you know, show that, that humanity that's important. Um, something that I don't think that, like, I think that that's a blind spot that he has. I think it's a blind spot that others on the on the stage have, including the current frontrunner, Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. Like, that is something that they have trouble doing, and when asked about race, they tend to, like, pivot to whatever their stump was. Um, Pete didn't do that in this, and I think that that was, he was all the better for it. That was a good empathetic answer that I think that he needed. It was really good. I mm-hmm. mean, it didn't help him in South Carolina and he is out now, but it was a really good answer. Yeah, I What agree. do you think? I agree. I thought that was a great answer. Um, okay. Let's move to our, the final, um, attack that we wanted to bring or that I wanted to bring up, which was, um, Joe Biden going at weirdly enough tom steyer on um private prisons uh joe said you talk about concerned about race well my good friend on the end of this platform he in fact bought a system that was a private prison system after after he knew that in fact what happened was they hogtied young men in prison here in this state they, in fact, made sure that in Georgia they did not have health care for people who were being held. They, in fact, went on and he said, after he knew that, he bought it. And then he said he was proud of this accomplishment. Um, you talked about what, you're, uh, what we're talking about with Bernie. Bernie, in fact, hasn't passed much of anything. The fact of the matter is, no, no, no. <laughs> the look, look, uh, people are, people are, um. Time to talk over. Uh, fact yeah. is, Tom Steyer says, you're out of time, I get to answer. Biden said, here's the deal. I'm not out of time. You spoke over me, and I'm going to talk. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. The fact of the matter is, look at what's happening here. Look at what's happening here. We have to win the Senate back. And by the way, I went into all those races, and I uh, that got 41 new Democrats. The majority of them are supporting me for president and endorsing me. Right. Just to be clear, this was a great performance by Joe Biden, right? <coughs> and if anybody had this performance, um, it would have been great. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to be clear about that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he had a great performance. Mm-hmm. Except for the whole The time. fact that he can't speak? Yeah. Not the okay. time thing I was talking about. Great. Uh-huh. Everything you said there was a... <laughs> Was a sentence. Well, so I mean, that made sense. And some of it was repeated. Okay. <laughs> he seemed to have some of the words that he said. Some of the words he says he repeats. Uh huh. Okay. He has said that he has a problem with stutter. Mm-hmm. Do you not want him to be the president because you have a problem with a stutter? Okay. Wow. Holy shit. We just oh gotcha. This is gotcha journalism right here. Um, what did you think about that attack on Steyer? I mean, I don't know the story. Steyer responded to say that he bought stock in the company and sold it once he knew about it. Yep. So I don't know what the actual truth is. I was going to say, um, Steyer did say, uh, in fact, since then, I have worked to end the use of private prisons in my home state, and we have ended it. I have yeah. started a bank to support black ownership of businesses, women ownership of businesses, and Latino owners of businesses because this financial in, uh, service industry is prejudiced. 
I have worked tirelessly on this, and you know I'm right. You wrote the crime bill that you called, um, sorry, there's a lot of crosswalk, crime bill that put hundreds of thousands of young black and Latino men in prison. Um, and I think that's where right. it kind of ends. He also comes out for reparations at some point. I'm not sure if yeah. it's in this one. Yeah, I think it was in the same thing. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find it in this, but there's a lot of crosstalk and stuff, right. so it's a little bit more difficult because so, these motherfuckers all have to talk. Yeah, here's the thing. I don't believe Joe Biden over Tom Steyer. Like, I pretty much have the same amount of trust in both of them. <laughs> so I don't, uh, I didn't take much stock in either response because uh, I didn't do any research into it, and one of them is being honest and one of them's not. Well, I think, and I think it was to, it's just they were both playing so hard for the black vote in South Carolina. So yeah. that's all that that entire exchange was about. Yeah, I was gonna say that's why he picked Tom Steyer specifically yeah. Yeah. because Tom Steyer was spending a lot and polling third in South Carolina. Um, he wanted to, you know, go at Tom Steyer for this, um, and it. Seemed to, you know, I think that was an effective hit. Um, and it's it's not hard to have an effective hit on a rich guy that, you know, has a, has money in businesses that are bad for people. Mm-hmm. It's not really that hard. Yeah. Um, and Yeah, it's not hard, though, to attack Joe Biden when he wrote the crime bill that did incarcerate many. Agreed. Uh, and which Tom Steyer <laughs> yeah, did. Yeah, so it was like, it, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I want to... S- do I want to see Joe Biden debating Donald Trump about uh, treatment of women? Because <laughs> it's going to be the same thing, right? It's like, oh, good, Joe Biden. Um, yeah, you're the one who's treated women uh, respectfully, right? So, <laughs> great. Am I in trouble? Looking forward you to the keep, general election. You keep looking me in the eye and going, right? <laughs> like, at me. Am I? Are you okay? Am I in trouble? <laughs> I, feel, I feel like oh. I'm in trouble. Oh, do you want to... <laughs> Doing great. Okay. All right. Let's move. <laughs> Let's... Okay. And I, I didn't mention Amy because I didn't find... I honestly that... don't remember anything about Amy's performance. Yeah. I feel that's not... I think she mentioned Uncle Dick again. She did mention Uncle Dick um, at the deer... Stand? You know, Uncle stand? Dick and his deer stand. Does this affect my Uncle Dick and his deer stand? And the answer is no. Yeah. Um, it was about, yeah, it was a, a discussion about gun control, yep. which we finally had. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> we got 10 in and we're like, oh my God, guys, remember that guns can be a problem sometimes? <laughs> um, but she did say, um, so having someone that can lead the ticket that can bring people with her is the way you get gun safety legislation. I look at these proposals and say, do they hit my uncle Dick in the deer stand? They do not. So coming from a proud hunting state and still being able to pass this legislation is going to be key. Um, I, <laughs> I, I think that there were, um, you know, Bernie Sanders actually got hit a bunch in here yeah. with his votes against the Brady Bill. They sure did, and he did not have a good response. No, no, that that that. Pause... But thirty years ago, I supported an assault rifle ban, but and then the... I changed my mind because I lost an election because here's, of it. But but here's my here's I think the thing that was really bad: the pause. And then going, you know, Joe voted for the Iraq War, <laughs> or like, or, or like, like that was that was not good, right? Because like he says 
that Joe needs to be held accountable for his past vote, but does not in any way, shape, or form hold himself accountable for his votes against the Brady Bill or his vote to allow gun manufacturers to escape um, any sort of civil action. Right. So... But Bernie bros don't care about that. Don't, do not, do not call them that. <laughs> Holy shit. You are going to bury this podcast <laughs> in the goddamn ground. What are you doing? <laughs> Can, I <ask? laughs> Can I ask? Let me ask you something. What's up? Firstly. You know, I'm at this point resigned to a Bernie candidacy. So like that's more what so to, than you are. That's what I was about I'm just to, being I, honest, bro. <laughs> also... I'm drunk. <laughs> I was going to say, are you, like, how drunk are you? I'm they- drunk. I'm oh, man. super drunk. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Oh, God. All yeah. right. Like, you have MSNBC on the TV right now, and I keep watching Casey Hunt's eye. <laughs> I think that she's got an eye issue. Oh, my God. What the fuck? One of her eyes appears to be smaller than the other. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. I didn't see this. <laughs> I didn't see this coming. I thought mimosas would be like a really like neutral. No. Holy shit. There's no such thing for me. I'm very much a lightweight. Okay. All right. Let's move on to our final t- Wait, wait. Before we do. So, so based on that debate, who did you think did well? Who did you think did poorly in that debate? Um... All of them. Poorly? All of them did the same. There was well a, or poorly? Both. There was just like, honestly, there was, oh, we didn't talk about what Mike said. Which, oh my goodness gracious. The really weird thing he Mike said. Mike Bloomberg literally Since I just saw him on the said, television. Mike Bloomberg almost literally said, I bought politicians. Right? And the thing about where he said that weird thing. Where he oh my goodness, Mike everybody? Bloomberg also said the the phrase, um, vamp vamp a little bit. I'm gonna get them up. Um Casey Hunt's back on the TV. Oh my god, <laughs> never mind. You shouldn't vamp because you're just gonna talk about Casey Hunt for some fucking reason. <laughs> oh my god. When when Now I'm watching it. <laughs> it's yeah, man. Um Oh, coronavirus, that's what they're talking about. Okay, uh, Mike Bloomberg said, <laughs> we're going to do the two things that Mike Bloomberg said and then right, move on right, to. Okay. Um, and actually, I want to I give it the full, I want to give it the full, um, the full context. So I'm going to read the question that was given to him and then how that happened. Okay, Mayor Bloomberg, please, uh, we're going to ask you about this. I want... I want to give you a chance to respond because in addition to what Senator Warren just said on Twitter, she called you a liar and a borderline racist because of what you've said about redlining. Bloomberg said, yes, she's, I'm sorry, but unfortunately she's misinformed on redlining. He said redlining the first time. Um, You can go back and look at the record. I fought against it before 08, the crisis, during 08, and after that. Redlining is not the problem with the mortgage market, but it was a problem for the communities where it was done, and we stopped that. Let me also say, because since I have the floor for a second, that I'm really surprised that all of these, my fellow contestants up here, I guess that would be the right word for it, (laughs) given nobody pays attention to, to the clock, I'm surprised they show up. Because I would have thought that after I did such a good job in beating them last week, they'd be a little bit afraid to do that. 
But let me just say, when you're talking about affordable housing, we've created 175,000 units of... What the fuck? What a weird... What a weird yeah. fucking... Like, what on earth? Like, and, and the only thing I thought was, it had to be, like, one of those things... So, so last time... Um, during the, stop, stop watching MSNBC. <laughs> stop it. Um, during the debate last time, um. He got he, shellacked? He got shellacked, but he also put out this video on Twitter that was, like, deceptively edited where he said something and then, like, uh, am I the only, I'm the only one that's on the stage that actually created a business, right? And then everybody else, and then it had, like, long pauses from everybody else, which is not how that went down at the debate. But he they edited it that way and put it out on Twitter that way to make it look like that. Um <laughs> so I thought, oh okay, that's what his that's what his game plan is. Um he's going to uh, make a video or something. Mm-hmm. But that to me was Yeah, that was bizarre. Yeah. It was just like everybody's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, it, it seemed like maybe it could have been a joke, but it wasn't framed as a joke, so it was just, like, so weird. Yeah. Um, I also would like to point out that Elizabeth Warren did point out that Mike Bloomberg funded Pat Toomey to win over Katie yes. McGinty. Yes. That was a That was a stand-up-and-cheer moment for me. Yeah, we as... both were had a good reaction to that. Because uh, she didn't mention Katie McGinty by name. No, she, she mentioned... didn't mention Pat Toomey by name either. Yeah, yeah. She said that she would have been a great candidate, basically. Mm-hmm. Or great senator. So, and then what did you find in the part where Bloomberg said he bought those uh, candidates? Yeah, I'm trying to find um, where he said that he funded. So he, he, he seemed to try to, like, back that up. Um, like, walk that back. He didn't want yeah, to. Yeah, because Elizabeth bought. mentioned how he funded uh her opponent like he's funded numerous republican senators congressmen mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of right wing and here's the thing his his donation history is like bananas and i believe he, he donated to the other senator from uh, massachusetts ed markey mm-hmm. he is a progressive senator to like like he's legitimately a progressive senator so like that's that's bananas I, I believe he mentioned during the discussion about the 2018 blue wave that we had mm-hmm. when we, they were talking about how they were moderates who won, not progressives. Yeah. Um, and he said, by the way, I bought those elections <laughs> instead of, you know, he donated to them. Right. Um, and here it is. Give me one second. It is this. Let's, uh, Sorry. Let's just go on the record. They talk about 40 Democrats, 21 of those people that I spent $100 million to help elect. Uh, All of the new Democrats that came in and put Nancy Pelosi in charge and gave the Congress the ability to control the president. I Now, here's, in the the, um, debate transcript, they do I, dash, dash, I got them. He started saying the word bought, and that yes. was clear. Very clear. That was clear as day. I bought. I got them. Mm-hmm. That's what he was going to say. He bought them. He bought those politicians. That is fucking bananas. <laughs> like, yeah. that is crazy that that is a 
phrase that the Democratic nominee, or sorry, one of the potential Democratic nominees would say. And if the Democratic nominee says this, if he's the Democratic nominee, that puts us in a fucking world of trouble. Right. A huge fucking world of trouble. So, no. Like, that's not good. I don't like the idea that I live in a world where I might have to support Mike Bloomberg for president. Though, after what we talk about next, I don't think I'm going to have to. Just that I'm going to have to support someone else for president. Uh, so, here we go. <laughs> um, and to be clear, I'm not saying who's going to win right now. Well, did you want to talk about who you thought did well and didn't do yes! well? Yes! Um, I will say yes. I thought Joe Biden did well. I thought Joe Biden... It was clear that Joe Biden was debating for his political life. I thought that he made that very clear. I thought that he definitely showed the urgency that he needed to show. And it was going really well. I, I will say, you he, he gets docked a fuckload of points for the complaining about the time thing. That is just baffling. You can't keep doing that. There's no way that somebody hasn't told him to stop. Yes, someone on his team has and he's, to be like, this stop is that. the 10th goddamn debate. Yes. So I don't see it improving. Like I said, if he's on a debate stage with Donald Trump, he's going to be fucking saying that shit, and it's bullshit. Yeah, that needs to, that needs to end. That needs to end yesterday. Um, I will say, I thought for the most part, everybody, every, I think overall it was a bad debate for. Yes. Like most, if not all of them, um, it just wasn't good. I think Elizabeth was good, but the crowd really made it so that it kind of looked bad for her, which I don't think any of her attacks were like out of bounds or anything like that. But no, I think that you one hundred percent see like the with the with the crowd. It was like a very pro Bloomberg crowd <laughs> or pro. A Biden crowd, like, it was a moderate crowd, not a progressive. And it just, some of the some of the times you're just like, um, I think Sanders didn't do so well um, just because he's he was the front runner, he was getting attacked from all sides and didn't seem to be super, I mean, I think he was prepared for it, but you can't prepare for absolutely everything. And then there was one moment where he, like, went at the crowd where I'm like, no, it's, that's not going to help you. Like, that doesn't help. Like, um, at one point he said something, the crowd started booing, which they shouldn't do. <laughs> that shouldn't be okay. But then he's like, really? Like, at the crowd, it's like, you're not going to win this exchange. Yeah. Like, you're not going to win this exchange. Do not try. It is dumb. You are not going to look good by, like, there are rare occasions that you can, like, go against the crowd and look good. Um, that wasn't one of them. Mm -hmm. um, they have They exist, but that wasn't one. Um, but yeah, I, I would say that it, overall it was a bad de debate for the Democratic Party. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, really for bad. Sure. And the Democratic Party really needs to figure out how they're going to, like, you know, going forward, what's going on with them. Because they, 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 this, this can't be the style of debate. Or we're in a lot of fucking trouble. I don't know. We'll see. Because if, when did you say the next one was? March 15th. That's a while from now. Yeah. Two weeks. So. And that's going to be after Super Tuesday. We might have, Where like, we might not see that many people there. Yeah. We're already two down. Yeah, we're already two down. Um, Hopefully at least one or two more will drop out. I Amy agree. Klobuchar. <laughs> <laughs> I see that you're naming people specifically. Mike Bloomberg. 
and Elizabeth Warren. Whoa, what? You want her to drop out now? I love her. She's not going to win. I don't want to... I don't see the point in a prolonged fight um, that she's not going to win. It... it I just think a... I think a prolonged primary in general hurts our party, so that's my thought. Okay. Um, let's move on to the results of South Carolina. Uh-huh. Um, and here's the fun part. South Carolina had a fucking primary, and those results came back lickety-split. Lickety-split. In fact... We knew Joe Biden won once the polls closed. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, so, Joe Biden didn't just need to win, right? That was clear. Based on based on the trajectory of the race and the impending Super Tuesday, uh, Joe Biden needed to dominate. Right. He needed to have a big double-digit win. Um, I personally thought he definitely needed to win by at least, like, 10 to 12. If he won by single digits, it was going to be, you know, a shellacking he was going to take on Super Tuesday. I... I didn't think he would do what happened here, though. Joe Biden won South Carolina with almost 50% of the vote. He received 48.4. He walked out with, at this point, 38 delegates. I think most of them have been allocated. But he got 38 delegates. Um, Next up was Bernie Sanders with 19.9. He left with about 15 delegates. Um, Third place was Tom Steyer, who... Joe Biden was worried about cutting into, um, you know, the vote for him. Fourth, uh, Pete Buttigieg. Fifth, Elizabeth Warren. Amy Klobuchar. Um, Tulsi Gabbard got votes because she's still there. I legit kind of forgot. Um, Andrew Yang got 0.2% of the vote. Yang Ganger is still out there. Um, next highest was Michael Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> Um, then Cory Booker, uh, again, these are all point one though. Uh, John Delaney got votes, 350 votes for John Delaney, um, 275 for Deval Patrick. Um, but yeah, how did, what do you think of this, like, what do you think of this in, in reference to how, what it does for his, what it does for Joe Biden's campaign? No, people were saying that he was dead. He was out of it because of the first three primaries. Um, but I think this shows that that's not true. Do you think that it, like, I I said this, I I said, if you change the, if, again, change the, change the order, change the narrative. If DC, Louisiana, and Mississippi go first, we're looking at a completely different narrative. We're looking at a narrative of, you know, can some of these people win? Um, like, are they are they going to be viable? Uh, you know, it, it literally, you're looking at like you know this this um, majority minority voting block for the Democratic Party in South Carolina, and that really like gave Joe Biden the the bounce he needed. Like, he didn't just win; he did he dominated like he needed to dominate, and then some. Mm-hmm. Like I legit was, I was surprised by the win. I didn't think it was going to be that that big because no number put it this. Right. Like no number said that he's going to win by like thirty, none. So I was I was straight up baffled to see how 
much of a how much of a win that was for him. Um, so how do you think that affects Joe going into Super Tuesday? Is he does he now, you know, you you saw like close polls in like Virginia, um, in North Carolina. Um, do you think that this kind of puts him back in on like? How do you think it's gonna it's gonna affect him going out of like going into Super Tuesday in the terms of is he gonna be more competitive in the states that um, you know he thought he was going to be competitive in? Yeah, I think so. Um, I really think that this shows that it's a two party race. Two person race. Yeah, two person race. My <laughs> bad. I think it's it's just between Birdie and Biden at this point, and the the. Um, withdrawal of Tom Sire and Pete Buttigieg from the race are more, in my opinion, mostly more votes for Joe Biden. Yeah. Right. So I think he put on such a strong showing, they knew they didn't have a chance. Um, and this will only make Biden stronger going forward. I will say, with Pete Buttigieg leaving, um, you are seeing um, part of what he did for against Warren was he ate into her hold of um, white people with a college degree. Um, I think you could potentially see those people go back to Warren. I don't. I, I do think that you're probably right that it's it's likely going to be a bigger spot for um, a bigger boost for Biden. But we'll. I think we'll, I think we can see that. I think we might be able to see that um, we possibly can have an uptick for uh, for Elizabeth um, going forward. We'll, we'll see. We will see. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you said, uh, Tom Steyer, who finished third, dropped out of the race. Um, Pete Buttigieg literally just not too long ago, uh, uh, as, as of this recording, dropped out of the race. Um, we're at Sunday late in the day. Do you think before Super Tuesday anybody else drops out? Or do you think everybody that's in there right now, i.e. Bernie, Biden, Warren, Klobuchar, um, Bloomberg, um, Gabbard, question mark. <laughs> yeah, she's not dropping out. No, I don't think Gabbard's dropping out for anything. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't think Bloomberg's dropping out anytime soon. Um, this is, Super Tuesday is the first time people can actually vote for him. So I believe so, yeah. So, so everybody that's everybody that's in right before. now, you think are going to stay in, or do you think like Elizabeth might I've, leave, or War uh, or uh, Klobuchar might leave? I've seen the idea that Klobuchar is not going to drop out until after Minnesota votes. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But Minnesota votes on Super Tuesday, right? Right. So she might drop out after Tuesday. Yeah. I hope she does because obviously she's not going to win. Um, I, I'm just. I just want it to be what it is at this point. I want to see where those votes would go without the people who aren't going to win in the race. So You want a two-person yeah, two matchup. Yeah, and I think that's probably what the moderates want, too, because most of the other supporters... Eat into the Bidens. Right, right. So, I, I mean, if you've listened to this podcast before, a Biden versus Bernie is the... Uh, worst case scenario for me. <laughs> well, it's not the worst case scenario. It's a pretty bad case scenario. I feel scenario. like Gabbard right, versus right. Bloomberg <laughs> is the worst case scenario yeah, for yeah. all of us. But, but in, obviously in that, I don't... In that, 
in that Bernie versus Biden, you've made clear who you who you would pick, right? Yeah. Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not happy about it. <laughs> so, but but I just wanted to again. Be- Birdie bros, you have a home with us in this podcast. I just wanted to be there. I don't, I'm tired of this fight that I believe at this point is unnecessary. But, and can I just say, I do think that we have seen this before. We've had this, like, similar discussion over and over and over again. Like, this is the most divisive primary. This is the most divisive primary. We we keep doing this. And I don't necessarily. I'm not saying that. Well, part is it part of the reason you want this to be done because you don't want what what do you what, oh sorry maybe are you just like annoyed with it what do you why do you want oh this yeah to be done? no like uh, I'm super okay. annoyed with okay. it okay okay for sure okay. I'm so annoyed okay with my it. bad I but I, at the same time it's just I just want our party to unite behind a candidate um and you think that was a big problem in 2016 that we took a while to unite so that at that, at that point even at the no. convention we weren't united. I mean, I do think that was a problem, but I don't think our party failed to unite. I think a small branch of Uh-oh. what wasn't our party uh, didn't <laughs> come behind the candidate. Uh-oh. Anyway. Oh, no, no, um, no. He did events for her. Uh-huh. You gotta stop uh, that. <laughs> I, just, I just think a united party is what's best to beat Donald Trump. So that's what I'm, I want. I want, I don't want it to take until the convention. I want it to be sooner than that because we need more than five months to defeat Donald Trump, so. Yeah. And when our message, the main messaging you're seeing is about how one of the this Democrat likely, yes. Or this Democrat yes. is bad. Um, no, no, no. And, it's, it's, and that's not it. what you see, though. You, you, let's be honest. We're not seeing that Joe Biden is bad anymore. We saw that in the beginning of the campaign. We're not seeing that anymore. Wait. We're just seeing that Bernie is bad at this point. Wait, and if what? Bernie is our candidate, then that's disastrous, in my opinion. We we consume a lot of left-wing media. The left-wing media isn't showing that Biden wait, is bad. Wait, right wait, 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 wait. We consume a lot of left-wing media? Yes. What is the... Can you start... Give you some names. MSNBC. And... That's it. Okay. All right. So I don't know what else you will pay attention to. That's what I see. Because <laughs> you put it on TV for me. Not for you. <laughs> I don't put it on TV and then walk out of the room. Yes, you do sometimes. <laughs> yes, you do. And I hate it so oh, much. That's okay. We've talked about it. <laughs> holy shit. All right. Let's start airing some dirty laundry, you asshole. You put we- it on and then you just leave. And I'm like, what is this shit? That's not true. Sometimes I turn on the TV and I forget to turn it off when I leave the room. Right. So you put it on and then leave. I've apologized. And we- <laughs> I've worked on this. You fucking asshole. <laughs> Wow. But it's, that's, that is very, very worrisome for me. It's very, because I'm not seeing, we saw a lot of negative Biden coverage when he first entered the race. And I think it was deserved. And since Bernie has taken over his frontrunner status, it's all been negative Bernie coverage. And... It's stupid it's shit. It's coming out of, like, one of them. Maybe two of them, but, like, one specific person it's coming out of. Yeah. Like, literally, I, mean, I think Chris Matthews will kill himself before <laughs> voting for Bernie Sanders. <laughs> even though he hates Trump to no end. Yeah. Like, I will say, 
now, now I don't, I don't, I, I really don't think that MSNBC is biased against Bernie Sanders, but I think one of their most prominent anchors really has Here's a fucking, the thing. really has a fucking problem. I, I agree. Which, Chris which, Matthews is a piece of shit garbage person. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> hey, Chris, you want to come on and like, I don't think a piece of shit garbage person. <laughs> yes. Oh my um, God. Sure. No doubt. Ask the Gipper. He's um, you. Oh, what about Tip? um i don't think msnbc the network has a particular candidate they back or necessarily their coverage supports i think msnbc the network loves to cover something divisive so they think bernie sanders is divisive so they're covering him a lot and the divisive things they've heard about him right um just like they covered so much trump that they were absolutely part of the problem that got Trump elected in the media. So that's why I had a that's problem. That's what with, I think the That's issue. why I had a problem with Saturday wall to wall Bloomberg coverage. Right. Um, so that's just what I think the issue is. I'm not necessarily saying the network itself has an agenda beyond getting ratings. Um, but Yeah, well it's a yes, of course. It's a corporation. Right. Like their their main focus is getting ratings. Right. But you see the the supporters online saying, oh, they are in favor of this candidate, oh, yeah, we so they're totally talking trust shit the on their candidate. You know, like, that, that's, that is not what I think it is at all. Right. It's, I just, I'm sick of seeing all this negative coverage for our possible frontrunner, you know? I mean, we, we, he's the frontrunner. Is he now? Yes. Okay. He still has the most delegates. He's going to win California. He likely will win, but here's the thing. It's going to be about how much he wins California by. Because uh, based on the poll they were showing on here earlier when I was not supposed to be watching the TV, <laughs> it's going to buy, be by a lot. Oh, but, let's be, <laughs> but let's be clear, that is pre-South Carolina. Mm-hmm. These poll, like, they, they've been showing polls all day, right? But they're pre-South Carolina, and <laughs> uh, with with this, with, with their pre Pre, uh, Pete Buttigieg dropping out, pre yeah. Tom Steyer dropping out. Mm-hmm. This is a different race. Yeah. We are in a new race, and I'm excited. So we will, we will, you will see us again or hear us again rather. Wednesday. Wednesday, we we're going to be putting out an episode um, on the results of Super Tuesday, and then you'll then we'll have a regular episode we'll record on Friday because what are we doing on Saturday? Going to New Jersey. New Jersey! To see what? Silverstein. Yeah, Silverstein, four years strong, I the mighty. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a dope-ass show. Mm-hmm. Get White Castle. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so, uh, that's all for us today, I think. Um, we will see you later this week, and uh, cheers. Cheers.